Hello and welcome to the Developing Dads podcast. I'm your host Neil and alongside my brother Gordon, we're going to explore life as two young dads trying to figure this whole parenting thing out. Join us every Monday where we aim to share our thoughts on how we raise our families, invest our time and explore things that interest us. Well, hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 40. 40 of the Developing Dads podcast. It's um, it's amazing. We're at 40, Neil. Almost like we're approaching, I reckon in what, three months time, we'll have hit a whole year's worth of podcasting. So people could, people could listen to people in, our, in their ears, our lovely dulcet tones for one a week for an entire year. That'd be, that'd be amazing, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, 40 sounds good. Do you think? Do you think Absolutely. the the regular two and a half listeners will uh, will have been a bit more excited about that introduction compared to your last sort of two or three? I don't know. You get excited at every number you say. So it's it's because it's it's because sometimes it's like you know when you turn around to someone and say I did something forty times. I think that's quite impressive. Do you not know think that's quite impressive? It is. And then when we can turn around and say we've done a podcast for a year, every week for a year, sounds pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, but it is. It's kind of like I don't know how many people do, you know, forty things, forty things straight for forty weeks. Apart from obviously eating, probably shitting, but then sometimes if you're constipated, you don't do that forty times, do you? <laughs> you know, and if you're good, you brush your teeth forty times in a year, forty times in forty days, forty weeks. But no, it feels it feels good that we've we've managed to get to this type of milestone at forty episodes. Today's um, today's discussion is going to be about sort of. How, how decision making has changed since we've become dads. Uh, this was kind of spurred on from a conversation I was having um, when I was in filming for a day with sort of basically most a lot of people that I was surrounded by that day are kind of unencumbered young men who and women to be fair uh, who um, who you know can wake up whenever they want. Generally speaking, they can go to bed whenever they want. Generally speaking, they can also get absolutely rat arsed and not really have any consequences apart from feeling sorry for themselves. So I was kind of like talking about that, and we were talking about the idea of kind of, you know, if I make a choice decision now, does that affect my other thing that's maybe more important? Like you're constantly making those types of decisions now, whereas before I was just like, yeah, screw it. Let's go for a beer. Let's have seven, you know, and I'll wake up the next morning a bit bleary-eyed and bushy-tailed, you know. But that's, that's, that's for later on in the pod. As always, Neil, would you usually start with a nice little, uh, nice little um, rendition of, of how you're getting on? I must say, we we did start today's podcast. Well, in fact, the past like three weeks or four weeks of podcasting has been quite difficult, hasn't it, Neil? It's been quite challenging to get these yes. uh, these underway, just from various issues. Like we have had some technical problems, and then we had uh, we've just got busy. Like this week, I'm particularly busy, but I'll get into that. And then my microphone didn't work. And, you know, as I was trying to fix my microphone, we kind of sit on this on our riverside. So if you, you can watch us, if you don't, if you don't know, you can watch us on YouTube. But yeah, you, you, uh, I was asking Neil, how is he? And now apparently we can't have a conversation unless it's being recorded. <laughs> so here we are, Neil. Uh, we are being recorded. So I could ask, how are you? I'm, I'm feeling good in a particularly, particularly good mood. Um, oh, did, uh, did your weekend go well or your date night on Monday? Did I have a date night on Monday? Yeah, you said that Rebecca. Like, we, I was like, "Oh, let's do a, let's do a podcast on Monday," and you were like, "No, Rebecca wants to hang out with me." And I said, "Oh, you were, yeah, that wasn't really a date night, but we just watched a. We're in, we're into Game of Thrones now, the Game of Thrones series, not Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings." Oh, excellent. so yeah, that, that, um, but yeah, this week it's been, I don't know, work's been rewarding. Um, payday was today, which is always nice, and I, I did something that I've, I've never done before. Payday was today. What mid month? I know it's weird. I don't understand. You get paid mid month. <laughs> yes, I get paid paid mid mid month. Weird. All right, carry on. Um and yeah, so I know a previous episode or two episodes ago, I mentioned I got a promotion, which was like comes with a pay rise. So just seeing that like the new figure was was really nice. Um, and I decided to do something nice with it. So we took the kids to get an ice cream. And there's more to it than just getting ice cream for the kids to McDonald's nearby. And there's this like young guy that's, I don't know, maybe a few years older than me. Um, his name's Mikhail now. Um, anyway, I saw him. He sits outside Tesco begging for money. Don't really know his story. But I saw him kind of packing up and like walking across the road. He walked past us. And I stopped him and was like, look, we're waiting to McDonald's. Can I get you something? 
and he was like really really grateful blah blah so ended up getting him a big mac meal um and yeah just like i don't know, I, I don't know in that moment i don't know why i chose him and why i did it there and then but yeah felt felt really good felt kind of quite warm and obviously the kids were around me and stuff and yeah it was, it was just a nice thing to do and i kind of hope to do that more and it's not like i haven't had money to do it so i don't know why in this moment i decided to do it here there but yeah I felt quite quite good after it and he was obviously delighted. So that was that. Um, last night I went out with drink. I went out for drinks with a couple of colleagues. Um, Craig Mackay, who's CEO of the company I work for, he um, he made a dig and said that he's still not been on my podcast. So I think he's keen. <laughs> was it, wasn't this the... Was, it's Craig, I've met him, haven't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went for beers. In this special episode, haven't we suggested that that one, that one should be his... His, uh, his his appearance. It is, yeah. So I did mention that to him and he's still keen. I just hope diaries will align and he doesn't get booked out for something. So yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's coming. So I was out with him last night and I only had three beers, but I woke up feeling pretty rough. Was the beer off? Who knows? Was I dehydrated? Don't know. But yeah, so I feel feeling a bit fuzzy today, but... It's been good. Anyway, every every podcast you've come on so far, Neil, you've been either a bit hungover or tired, or you've tired. been moaning. What's wrong with you? Like you're telling me you're really happy and you're having a great hey, time, and every time you come on the podcast, you're just a moany old man. I know. I kind of started off saying I'm in a great mood, but I am in a great mood. I'm just, yeah, just I don't know, slightly hungover. I, I find, I find, I find the story quite interesting about you know giving to chat, giving to effectively beggars, right? That's kind of what he's doing, and. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I think begging in the UK is illegal. It might be, might not be. I think it is. But, you know, I find I find it difficult to do it. Like to 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 give money or give things to people who are, you know, on the street doing something. Because I don't know on both sides, I don't know why they're there. You know, what why are they there because of their own terrible actions? You know, have they, you know, caused themselves to get into the situation and have, or has it been a circumstance that they couldn't, you know, foresee or, you know, things happen, right? People get, people die and uh, lose homes and get depressed and don't get any help from the, from society or whatnot. But equally people commit crime and uh, perform actions that are essentially to the demise of their own sort of circumstances. So it's kind of like, you know, where's the toss-up? Where, where do I sit on that? I don't know. Uh, do I agree or disagree with with sort of handing out things like that to people? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Again, I just kind of... Something about it sits, sits somewhat okay with me, but somewhat uneasy at the same time because, yeah, because of I, those I, factors. I definitely see what you mean. And I don't know, I, I'm more warm towards him because he was of similar age to me. He was Eastern European. I, I have no idea what his story is. I'm just thinking out loud here. But could he have been a refugee? Could he have been from the Ukrainian war? Who knows? But he didn't look like a heroin addict. He didn't look like... Yeah, he just... I don't know. Maybe he's got a funny story. Who knows? But it felt good. I definitely... I, I see what you mean when you, like, you walk past somebody... And it just looks like if you give them 10 quid or if you give them a fiver, they're probably going to just spend that on drugs. That's why, A, I went for food, and B, he wasn't the type of person, I don't think, to, to do that. And then then you've got to like ask the question of, like, are you then complicit in their homelessness? So if if you think that they're going to use that money for drugs, then that just continues the... This the that continues the cycle of addiction and the addiction that's potentially causing or certainly contributing towards their homelessness. You know, it's that that's where I'm kind of like I don't know I I don't know where I sit because I think I I've done it before where I don't know someone's sitting outside Pret or I think we were in America at one point or somewhere like that and there was someone homeless. You know, or I think I was in Aberdeen as well. It was it was like a winter's day and it was snowing outside. There was a guy sat outside the sat outside the Sainsbury's, I think it was, or a co-op or something. And, you know, I felt really sorry for him because it was very cold, so I tried to get him something hot, but there was only like you know the cheap sort of croissants at the end of the day available. So I think I've done things like that. It's not to say that I haven't, but again, it's kind of like you know, should we not just be giving to charity more or paying more tax that contributes towards more social care? You know 
trying to help these types of people through the means of effectively like organizations and charitable things that will be able to distribute the money. But then, then you can go down the, even like the roots of uh, effective altruism, you know, where I've listened to quite a bit from a guy called Will McCaskill, um, who is, I think he's like one of the youngest ever associate professors or something at Oxford University or Cambridge University and effectively kind of like uh, helps founders is head up in this kind of effective altruism type of charity where they look at the assessment of the, uh, the effectiveness of money. So if you pay for something like malaria nets, for example, that saves more people's lives for the money spent than, I don't know, something else that's equivalent to it. So should you actually spend money there? You know, if you spend money trying to save someone in Africa, of that £10 you've given to the person that's on the street that sat there, realistically, that doesn't go very far and it doesn't necessarily save many lives. Do you know what I mean? So it's like yeah, you go down yeah. that route and you think, well, you know, is this, nice. is this, is this then, Neil, just a selfish act where you wanted to feel good and look good in front of your family? Like, do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm not saying you did that, but maybe yeah, yeah. it is. I mean, come come back to your point is I saw where that money went. It was like an instant gratification of I've just spent six pounds on this meal. Every pound that I've spent is going a hundred percent to him, or to an extent. Like sure, obviously, don't sure. don't take a cut and all that stuff. But yeah, and I and I know I, I don't want. I'm not trying to chop down what you did. I think what you did was very kind, and it's very good of you to do that. But then again, you know, I I could even argue that that six pounds, if you put that into uh, Isla's uh, Isa, and you give it to her in eleven years' time. That that six pounds might be worth a hundred pounds, and that might have more effect on Isla's future because she's be able to like I don't know pay for something, or she can give that hundred that hundred pounds to charity, and that might be more effective. Like <laughs> you're taking a whole. It, it is. It is like it's a it's a wide thing, and I think it's a really it's a really interesting topic that. You know, I'm kind of exploring in my head now, but something I have thought about and whether or not, because again, it's like, you know, you want to raise your children in a way in which you're, you know, they're charitable, right? Not just with their their money, but also with their time to, to help people and whatnot. But at the same time, I think I have like a a business entrepreneur mindset of, of, of a kind of conservative political view where part of your circumstance is your own doing, you know, so... Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, this, is, this is going quite off topic, but we sponsor a we sponsor a child in Africa every month, um, a sum of money, and every month or every every three months, I think, we get like handwritten letters back and photos of her and her going to school and stuff. And um, and Isla's got like a I'm not going to say a relationship, but Isla draws her pictures and they get sent out to her and stuff like that. So yeah, like we 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 try and do that aspect of things as well because. People in those kind of developing countries, these kids, it's not their fault that they live in, live where they live, and they don't get any education and and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it's brutal. There is um, I can't I can't remember the thing it's called, but if you go and watch an Ali video, it's it's to do with Will McCaskill. He he has something to do with this, I think. But you you can call it something called I think it's giving the pledge or making a pledge, where you basically pledge to give ten percent of your income. Uh, every year to charity and it goes to a specific charity um it was similar actually i, I don't know if i talked discussed on the podcast but i basically i filmed ali's brother's wedding his wife ali's brother's wife she runs a charity and i donated the fee that i would charge for my videography services i donated it to this uh, effective altruistic charity that assess uh the neediness of certain charities so you know they need money they need it to treat certain things or solve certain things, and I donate it to that. So, yeah, I I definitely look into that. I think that's a that's a good way to do it because sometimes you know you look at the effectiveness of things like Oxfam or the Red Cross. You've seen the controversies in the newspapers and all that kind of stuff. You know, it, it, this effective altruistic charity might not necessarily you know send. T- uh, tactile things like letters backwards and forwards and all that kind of stuff, which is obviously very nice to receive because you're getting something essentially for your money. But uh, it might actually be putting money in a place that's probably better or is more likely to be better, I'd have thought. Um, so that's, this is like a podcast in itself, isn't it? Talking about like charities and, and your kids <laughs> and how do you teach them how to be you know, charitable and what, how, do you make, how do you help them make rational decisions about things and all that kind of stuff. But I guess that's, a, that's maybe for a different podcast, but yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, how's how's your week been? Busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Advancing these, life. Yeah. These past two weeks have really kicked in. You know, really, really kicked in. And and like I said, I think last week I said that it feels like the ball started to roll again and it's moving forward. And you know, I'm developing that level of purpose and and whatnot. Because the first sort of six to eight weeks, I was just kind of, you know, swilling around a bit of self pity and you know, just kind of like taking my time and letting things happen and. And it's also about nurturing, like part of the service industry, as you well know, managing clients is is about a relationship-based business, right? It's about talking to people and getting touching base again. And that just takes time, it takes time to, to get things going again. So yeah, in effect, it's yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> like, you know, I did four full days of filming last week. I'll do four or five this week. No, four this week. Um... The business that I'm invested in is uh, doing a hypertrophy camp weekend, so I'm up filming, taking pictures for that. But then also I've got to film a bodybuilding show on Sunday, so I guess, yeah, five days to some extent, but four full days. So I've got to edit that video, send that video off, it's been approved. Then I've got, next week is five full days of filming, so that's Monday to Friday straight. It'll be long days, eight to ten hour days, so that'll be tough, but, you know, I'll take it. It's... um. So it means that, you know, this this month's intake is is good, you know, real good. So it means yeah, that I'm, but I guess you need to find that balance of spreading it out. <laughs> it is, yeah. And it's it's not so much like the, sp- like the, spread, the spreading out bit, I get it. It's just part of the way that freelancing works. Um, But the problem that I'm facing is that I really want to work on my YouTube channel. I really want to work on something that is sort of future-based that can... No, not from a passive income perspective, but replace that need to accept jobs, right? To accept to say, hey, Gordon, can you film for five days next week? And you'd be like, nah, because I've got a YouTube channel that's making me £100,000 a year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then I can choose when I want to make videos and whatnot. And I'm also quite excited about the fact that I'm kind of building a YouTube team out a little bit to get me accountable, but also to get me to get me better at making the videos. So... I my YouTube process is in effect. I write a word for word script. Uh, it's about a certain topic. Obviously, I research it and whatnot. I then send it off to a researcher, and that researcher basically confirms my, <laughs> confirms my biases to some extent in terms of what I've written. So any of the kind of like I've, I've I I reckon I know what the paper is, and I've maybe read it, but I just don't have it anymore. Like I've not linked it. So they check it out. They basically source some interesting things, help me fluff out the script a little bit more. And then that then I flesh it out again and that's going to become a script that I'll I'll film. And what I'm trying to do is get like four ahead. So if I get four scripts, I send them to the researcher, they look at them all, I rehash them and then they're ready to, ready to film because the teleprompted versions of these take minutes. Like they literally take me, once I've set up the camera, I could probably film four videos within the space of about less than two hours from a teleprompted wow. perspective. Then also the script allows me to create B-roll. So have you ever watched like Matt Diavella? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically I just want to do uh, fitness for dads, Matt v- Matt, Di- Matt Diavella style. Nice. So there's a bit of graphics, really cool cinematic B-roll, because I can do all that, right? So that's the plan. And I've also tried to contact a motion graphics artist, because that's the thing that I'm kind of lacking in from a an editing experience perspective. So hopefully I can get in touch with them because I've worked with them before and a couple of other things. And I think they're in India. So yeah, that should be good. So I'll be doing that this week. Managed to finish another script today, finalised another one, and then the one's been sent off to the researcher person. So Jono, shout out to you. Thanks very much. Have you met Jono? It's Jono. Oh yeah. What's he? This is going off to he's, he's he's doing He's doing his PhD in Sweden. Well, I still, yeah, I mean, I still doing it. It's probably like five, five six years, years, is it? It's been yeah. it's been five years since he started his thing, but they get paid in Sweden, so he's quite enjoying that. But either way, wow. he's he's helping me out, so he's an absolute legend. Uh, I really appreciate his time. So he's helped me out with that. Then, then I've got this thing the weekend, so I've got the hypertrophy camp, and then a bodybuilding show to do. I'm trying to think what else I did this week. Beyond that, I can't really think. Olivia's like kind of just amazing, spending lots of time with her, really enjoying it. Um got a bit of time at home today and tomorrow so I've been kind of like working on my own stuff and my own things so that's kind of what what I've been trying to do and that's kind of it really that's kind of my week nice it's, it's, it's pretty much pretty, got my hair cut you know can't really see it because I've got my headphones on and you're looking <laughs> you're looking rather fluffy in the hair yeah I need to get my sides sides um, faded in a little bit not by mum 
No, no, that's that's a that's a good few years ago now, Gordon. Okay, because you're a thirty-one-year-old man, and you can you can pay for it yourself, can't you? <laughs> yes, yes, I can. So, anyway, yes, to, let's dive to, into decision making as a dad. Yeah, it's kind of the whole decision making thing. I I kind of just wanted to see how it's perhaps changed over the time that you've obviously experienced time for seven years with Olivia, uh, with Isla being being your daughter, and then your son's coming along. But I was talking, I was talking to a young young chap at work, or at work yesterday, and we were kind of talking about the idea that decision making is so much. It's kind of easier, but it's certainly more defined now for me. So, for example, it would be a case of, "Hey, Gordon, do you want to go for a drink after work?" And I have to then decide if it's if it's a drink after work. It's kind of usually okay because Olivia's going to be asleep, and we're going to see her anyway. But let's say it's a case of, hey, Gordon, do you want to go for lunch in the middle of the afternoon when I could spend an hour or maybe it's a Saturday or, or something around that? And basically, it's a choice of, is this thing better than spending with Olivia and Laura? And if it isn't, why am I making that decision? How am I making that decision? It's, it's one of two things. If I'm spending my time doing something else and it's not with Olivia and Laura, then it has to be better or more fruitful, surely. You know, like work for, for, for you, for example, me going to film something, if I'm recording a podcast, if I'm, you know, working on a project, if I'm seeing a friend that I haven't seen for a while, you know, it has to be more fruitful. It has to be better. So I was just quite curious about, you know, when you first started becoming a dad or you were a dad, you know, have you have you started to have you changed your mindset? Certainly from when you were younger, where you would kind of just do whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted. It didn't really have any kind of if buts and maybe's. If it fe- felt cool, you just go and do it. You didn't really think, oh no, I can't do that because this this would be better. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's definitely an aspect of just process or almost going through a workflow. So if you manage, imagine on a whiteboard, like you get invited out for drinks or invite, invited out for an evening meal or, or a weekend away or something, then I don't know, my thought process is, and I go to Rebecca first. I don't know why this is, but I'll I'll be like, I don't know, has, Rebe- has Rebecca had a really hard time at work or she had the kids like for a week nonstop, I've been away. Then if so, maybe I've got to say no. If not, then there's a potential I can. But I always ask her first. So I always kind of get her not necessarily get her permission but i say do you mind if i and um but we're both like that gordon's gordon's eyes are lighting up when um it's just it just it just sounds like you're whipped that's why neil whipped or respect <laughs> hey you you decide <laughs> yeah i mean it's working out for me for me now anyway so we've both got that mutual thing so if she wants to go out we'll ask each other is it okay i mean i'm sure gordon you must have that I don't think you, unless you just say, I'm going out. Yeah, it would be rare, like, if it was a work thing, you know, and maybe sometimes I, like, kind of brush over or basically call it a work thing. But if it if it's a work thing, certainly when it comes to freelancing, I think Lauren has under, definitely understands, and hopefully she does, but I think we've been together for, you know, over se- over seven years, that, you know, if it's a work thing, it's, it's going to get paid, or if it's associated with a work thing, it's likely to get paid eventually. You know, it's 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 the same as, you know, when I, I made a decision to purchase a very expensive camera. It was like over three grand was a really expensive camera I got and I got some lenses and stuff with it. And it was a very expensive investment. But that investment has ultimately, you know, laid the groundwork for what I do now, very much so. So, you know, I think Laura's has confidence in the fact that when I say it's a work thing, Although it may, on the surface, what do you mean you're going for coffee or you're going for lunch or you're, you know, doing an activity that's ultimately fun? Or it certainly comes across as fun because I do enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, no, like... That it does pay. Yeah, like last night, and I've said this in other podcasts, that I'm a firm believer in networking at work. And if that means going out, getting shit-faced, and it means a promotion in 12 months' time, then go and do it, but... I, I don't know, I put my career down to saying yes to pretty much any social event that's with colleagues. And it, I mean, generally it's been, mostly it's short notice, but sometimes it's been planned. Last night was relatively short notice. But when the CEO of a multi-million pound global company says, do you want to go for a pint? 
Um, I'm not going to say no. So my, like my, I'm getting to my point. Back to my point is decision making. I guess you've also got to think of like the bigger picture. Like, if you make this decision now, as in if you're going to go out, then could that pay you back in in that relationship in months? Yeah, but, or but usually, usually in that case, you know, it it is, you know unfortunate for some circumstances if if it's if it's a, a a relationship investment that you know is is good for you so that that can be the ceo of a multinational company or whatever else but it can also be a really good friend right yeah friend. I, should, I should caveat because i know craig does listen to these sometimes i really enjoy craig's company <laughs> was it just because he said to see you i might just <laughs> cut that out and just add like a a beep over the just have craig and then a beep um but but it, but the but the thing the thing is as well is like it, it's about yeah it's about investing in the right relationship because i have found myself certainly now saying no yeah yeah like for, for example sure. I'd, i would have had like a a random request you know be like oh hey do you want to go and do this thing and you know a they haven't been a friend for very long perhaps or it's like a work thing but it's not very serious or it's just kind of like a flippant thing and it would have been nice but it's nicer to get home for baby bath time. Do you know what I mean? It's like th- that's where I'm throwing it up. Is a case of, or maybe I've already I already feel like I've done it enough. Like I've yeah. I've done enough of the things that are required of me to maintain relationships, whether they're business or personal, uh, professional or personal, and I've done what I needed to do. And spending time with Olivia, doing baby bath time, because I don't see I didn't see her very much certainly when I was working full time, was more important. Yeah, I, I I definitely get that, and I mean I can count on one hand the close friends I have that I would be willing to go out on a night out, um, and I do. It doesn't like even on LinkedIn, like colleagues that I haven't worked with for years might message me saying, "Oh, I'm in Edinburgh. Do you fancy going for a pint?" I'm like, I, I would like to, but my time's fine right now, and I kind of I, I generally be honest and say, "Look, I've got to look after the kids," or. Or be at home or something but yeah there's definitely that thought process and decision making where um is it is it better than being with your kids and is it better being with your wife you're here here's a thing i've just actually remembered um so i'm a big fan of casey neistat and thankfully he's actually uploaded two videos in a row which i've thoroughly enjoyed i think, I think he's it's coming back i i i hope so neil i love it like even though <laughs> i met him in an elevator in uh, dubai and he pied me and he's a bit of a dick I uh, I just love his content. I think it's absolutely fantastic the way he does it, the way he story tells it. Anyway, long story short, basically he he um, he quoted your one of your favourite authors, Ryan Holiday, and he quoted him uh, saying that something something I have uh, diary anorexia, and the, the diary anorexia idea was, and it, this is there's other. Uh, so the expansions of this, but the diary anorexia of Casey's Casey's priority is was his vlog. It was like every day I'm making a video. That is my absolute priority. And in fact, he went over and above. He's like wife and kids, which I can see. You know, look at the position he's in now. It, it was obviously a very good investment, but I can definitely probably tell you, like you would say, the whole the whole sort of uh, family relationship and all that kind of stuff probably would have suffered a hell of a lot because of the fact that he put so much into it. But even more so, he would just not, he would just not see friends. He just wouldn't have a coffee. Like he wouldn't have a, oh, can we just have a five minute coffee? No, um, my priority is my vlog. And that's a very firm decision. It's very much like that when you when you have a family, or I feel like I've, since I've had a family where it's like, no, no, Laura and Olivia are my priority. Like, and like I said before, unless it's something like a vlog that's going to, pay me dividends for years to come and set up my family and whatever else, then I'm not sacrificing that time. And in the in the sort of freelance world and just sort of assessing time overall, like I did that toggle tracking for a little while, you know, casual coffees or casual sort of like chats with friends or going out or whatever else, it's not half an hour. You yeah. know, it's not yeah. an hour. It's an hour either side. It's like three hours of your time is gone. So... That decision-making aspect, you know, again, it's kind of like, do I do it? Do I not do it? Well, I know now it's very defined since having children that it's a case of, nah, you know, I'm going to have more fun with Olivia. I'm going to enjoy more time with her. I'm going to try enjoy more time with Laura because, again, we work and we've got a kid. It's a kid as well. Like, that cuts into your whole relationship and the time that you get together. So you, that's another thing that you prioritize. 
Um, There's also something for me is it comes back to something I mentioned before in a podcast where like being selfish. So also being aware that you need time with those other not family members, but friends, those close friends. You need time with those colleagues to build those relationships and you need time on your own. So, yeah, I guess it kind of ties in with decision making, but being selfish in terms of I'm going to go and do this brew dog bike ride with, with James Watt. Never met him in my life, but it'll be a fun thing to do. My mental health will be better for it. My fitness will be better for it. And I'll have a good story to tell. Like you did have a good story to tell. It's one of the <laughs> one of the most watched uh, YouTube videos it is, about it is. about Neil saving I've, James Watt. I've got a funny feeling that he listened to it. Really? So, yeah. So he saw this. He saw my story that I posted when I tagged him in it, and he liked my kind of. I did a Instagram post about the whole Bulldog Forest thing, and he liked it after I posted my podcast. So maybe maybe he didn't listen to it, but he certainly saw saw he was on the podcast. Well, here we go. <laughs> Um, there's a, an interesting twist to this um, topic in terms of decision making for our kids. So you're not you're not there yet. I mean, Olivia's not talking yet, and she, she, you can kind of guide her maybe in decisions, but not really. I've um, I've got a seven year old and two four year olds, and l- like every day they're trying to make decisions. Every day they're trying to do their own thing or be self what's the word reliant yeah self-reliant independent i guess is what i'm getting at and um and yeah like you read a lot of books about parenting and stuff and a lot of the time it just recommends let them make the decision but try and guide them so an example i use most most breakfast actually like every well not every morning but most mornings they're like oh can i get some honey on my my cereal or can i get some nutella on my, my toast or something like that and I was like, you can't today, but another day you can. But today I want you to try and choose something healthy and choose something that's going to fill you up and blah, blah. And also clothes. So a lot of other parents will lay their clothes out for their kids and they might have a tantrum because they don't want to wear that T-shirt. And we're just like free for all. Like Isla knows where her uniform is. She can choose which one she wants to wear and the boys get to wear what they want. And um, and yeah, like choices and letting them decide, I think, helps even day to day don't you find there is a certain point where you're like a you know something is safer or better because you've got the hindsight of age so th- there just isn't there isn't a decision to be made the decision will be made for you so do you do you f- find that you have to find the healthy balance of allowing them to do whatever they want but at the same time not eat an entire jar of nutella for breakfast Yes, definitely, definitely. And explain the reasons why having a jar of Nutella for breakfast isn't good. And um, and also, there, there's also times every day, pretty much, there's things that one of them might do, like, I want to jump off this, or uh, I can't think of an example off, off the top of my head, but you know they're going to fail. You know they might hurt, hurt themselves. It might, it's not going to be life or death. They might have a bump or bang their head or something, but letting them do it just so they can learn the lesson, I think. So it's it like, here's, here's a 10-foot wall, I want to jump off this, and I know you're going to break your ankles, but, you know, I'm going to take you to hospital and spend uh, <laughs> 16 hours in a queue <laughs> trying to get that get it sorted. But it's like, that is part of it, right? That's part of the thing where you, as an adult and as a 31-year-old man, have so much more hindsight on what's right, wrong, and indifferent. And yeah. Yeah, helping your kids make that decision, sure. But there's probably a, an autocratic aspect of this where you're like, nah, mate, it's not happening. And you don't have to give a reason. Yeah, so uh, one example actually recently was he wanted to fill his... He had a tiny espresso cup and he wanted to fill it with milk. I was going to do it for him, but I was like, no, I'll let, I'll let you do it. Um, and milk didn't go everywhere, but there was, a, there was a mess. And it's just that kind of I don't know, learning process. I think people are parents wrap their kids in bubble wrap too much do everything for them and i don't know where i'm getting going with this but just let them do do things and if they fail or if it causes something as long as it's not life or death then i think that's okay oh yeah like i've got i've got no qualms in that like olivia at the moment because she started to walk and whatnot and i think general medical guidance is if they fall off something that's taller than them 
then it's you know it's it maybe something is quite serious like if they bang their head or whatnot but if the thing is not as tall as them then they'll probably be all right so she's like climbing up on the sofas now she'll climb up on the chairs and all that kind of thing and you know she does the usual kind of she looks around and he goes oh I'll pick, you know as if she wants you to pick her up and put her on it but i know she can climb on it so i'm like no no and then, you know, she'll climb on and, you know, she'll get close to falling off or, like, whatever else. She doesn't fall off. I don't let her do that. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, nah, like, you can you can do it. Like, carry on. Or if she stands up and she falls over, which she does, like, I'm not there, like, tending to her little moan and her cry. Like, it's, it's it, Laura, <laughs> Laura thinks I'm really brutal. But <laughs> this, at the same time, it's kind of like, no, I'm, I'm letting her realize that it's not a big deal it's not something that she should be worried about she's not hurt herself she doesn't need my attention all of the time she can look after herself and i guess as a decision as a parent you know i think is as a combination of parents it's kind of uh i guess it's good to have a, a bit of both like laura's obviously very compassionate and very empathetic and very understanding and loves her baby as much as much as i do but she she does it in a way in which it's perhaps much more soothing than my kind of slightly more brutal masculine Gordon type of attitude where it's like, nah, dust yourself off, mate, get up, come on. Yeah, I mean, there's a few, um, I think Ryan Holiday mentioned twice now in the podcast, he mentions that it's good to have two different parenting styles because if you had the same parenting style, then kids wouldn't learn, kids wouldn't have the kind of, during the hot or the colds, depending on, on how they are and stuff and it's it's quite good for their development as well to have two parents that parent differently. Um, one thing I try and get with with Isla is now she's a bit older. There's consequences to things, so this is kind of around the. This is a bit of a random, kind of off topic kind of. But so if she if she wants to watch some TV before she goes to school, or if I ask her to go and clean her teeth, or I want to clean her teeth and she doesn't come then the consequence is that we're going to be late. So I don't kind of hound her and like um, chase her around the, the house trying to get her teeth cleaned. I just sit there and say, look, the longer you take, we might, we're going to be late for school. You're going to have to go in through reception and it's not going to be that nice experience because she doesn't like <laughs> doesn't like doing that. And I, I know, give, give, letting her know that there's a consequence to her actions and that if she plays around and doesn't get her teeth cleaned, She's going to be late. I'm not going to raise my voice. I'm not going to ponder to her. But making her aware that the actions she has will inevitably have consequences. Do you, think, though, do you think, though, that part of that, what you're doing there is, I, I don't disagree with what you're doing. I think it's a good idea. But do you think part of that is blue owls because you don't really give a shit what other parents think about you if you're late? Like you as the <laughs> adult, okay? You're in control of the situation, Neil. Okay? You can get Isla into school on time by by negotiation or by force right you know if if you were if you were to for like if if um if you were to carry literally carry rebecca to work to the front door and dump her down and go Isla, but yeah yeah well i'm saying is from an from an adult perspective Uh, okay if you were literally to pick up rebecca take her to the junket cafe throw her through the door not quite throw but push her through the door you would be seen as abuse but (laughs) If it's if it's get your kid on to school on time, it would be seen as perfectly normal. But then you'd look right in front of the parents because you managed to get your kid to school on time, and the teachers would think you're okay. But it sounds like you don't you don't give a shit about whether or not someone's judging you from the outside. You're just like, nah, mate, I'm going to teach my daughter a good lesson in the consequences of her actions and her choices. Yeah, no, I think you're you're spot on, and um, and also another thing about her getting ready for school is whether this is she's watched me getting ready for work. I normally like get my bag ready the night before and lay out my stuff if I'm going to the office. She now does that. So every night before bed, she will get her pee kit ready or she'll get put her snack in her bag or she'll fill up her water bottle. And yeah, I don't know. It's quite a, quite a good skill that I've, I've managed to teach her is like just being organized is, is important. The, the other, the other aspect of it that came to mind in terms of, decision making i think we mentioned it in the podcast last time was like dads don't really buy that or i i don't buy myself stuff that much that often these days and it's more it's certainly more of a considered purchase when it's my personal expenses not necessarily my business expenses but my personal expenses are much more considered now maybe that's because you've got the cost of living crisis that's going on or a discussion of it and the increase in like energy bills and all that kind of thing but at the same time 
you know, usually, so I usually buy this particular type of jeans that I'd buy, but they're about 150 quid, I think, give or take, which is expensive. But I'll buy two of them every maybe three years, maybe every four years, because they last quite long. They well, they fit me really well. But now I'm kind of like, nah, I could actually just spend 60 quid, 70 quid, and get like a cheaper pair of jeans. Um, I don't know. Have your like financial decisions on things like changed since you had kids? Do you think about money not because it's going out more, which it inevitably does, because childcare is going to start hitting me at six hundred pounds a month, which is great. Can't wait. Can't wait to spend six hundred pounds on someone. Someone else <laughs> looking after your child. So you know, do you think that you know monetary choices have changed quite a bit in terms of how you spend or how you look at money and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, definitely. If I look at the big purchases I've, I've had recently, they're very, very few and far between, and we generally wait. So Rebecca and I are quite good at waiting for our birthdays or our Christmases if we want something that's just maybe not not a, not a requirement. So I don't know if it's, if it's new clothes and stuff and holes and clothes, new, a new jacket because it's raining now or whatever, we'll buy it. But... If it's a bit of a luxury item, then we generally wait for Christmas. Um, there's probably a, a a a point where it's 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 nice to treat yourself on occasion. So tomorrow, I'm going picking up the new iPhone, which it's been four and a half years since I've I've bought a new iPhone. Never really pre-ordered one or got it on launch day. So very excited about that. And yeah, just little things like that make you I don't know. It feels great, like being able to have the ability to do that, and. Yeah, so I guess what I'm getting at is have have my decisions changed? Definitely, it is, it's much more few and far between. But when it happens, it feels really good. Fair, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how much my decisions have changed, but largely, I think around, well, certainly around practicality aspects when it comes to spending money, like the car, the, the car that I would own now or the next car I'll buy will certainly not be the one that I want. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not gonna I'm, be I'm in that but I'm in that camp <laughs> I drive a bus like, yeah like it's not I'm not gonna buy a nice you know sports car with two seats because I need you know enough space to fit two two in it and the fuel the fuel cost and all that kind of thing is definitely a, a large consideration but it, I think it also drops a little bit in terms of my desire for luxury goods compared to what they used to be you know because like who are you trying to impress? You got you. I've got a kid. Like I, yeah. I can impress. I can impress Olivia with a trick that <laughs> no one finds funny at all. But I can just use like we can we can play with things like you know. God, I I give her like a bit of paper or a box, and she's infatuated like infatuated with it and playing with me and all that kind of stuff. It's not it's not the materialistic items that I possess that she wants. It's my time and attention and love and. It can be literally anything in front of her, regardless if it's shiny or it's not. She'd enjoy playing with it and playing with me with it. So I guess that makes my decision-making a bit different in that, yeah, I guess I don't really kind of desire luxury goods anymore. And I think decisions also changed from money perspective because just outgoings are so much higher when you have a kid. You know, they, they, they dramatically jump, like, real quick, you know, from buying £900 prams to £250 car seats to inserts or things for the bloody rotating car seat, 150 quid, whatever. Then it's clothes. And then, you know, the inevitable, food. like, yeah, like food, <laughs> food kind does. of. Yeah, kind of. She doesn't need that much. But it's the inevitable increase on, you know, the, the micro purchases that go on on a daily basis because you've got friggin' Amazon on your phone and it's like £3 book here, £4 book there, you know, a little toy there, needs a vest there, needs a jacket here, needs a pair of bloody trainers, you know. It's a never-ending sort of uh, road. So you, I think you just end up like changing your mindset in how you spend because you're like, I don't actually have that much money anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. when, you, when and- I was 25, I had, a, I, have a, I had a massive disposable income, but now like, <laughs> I'm I'm lucky if I, I, I have anything left at the end of the month. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know. You look. I mentioned that I got my promotion, and you look back like five years ago, I was earning X. Now I'm earning this. It's it's awesome. Like the growth, it's amazing. But my kids are also eating more. They're also getting bigger. They also need school things. There's after school clubs. 
I was going on a brownies trip on Saturday, which is cost money. Like it just, there's so much to decide and think about in terms of where your money goes. And generally, I mean, I, I want my kids to have a, a, a active and outgoing life. And I'd rather I maybe buy something from Next or Premark rather than name luxury brand in here, Louis Vuitton. Don't know. Then, I, don't um, you, I don't think you've ever owned anything that's luxury brand, Neil. Uh, my watch. <laughs> clothes? Um, yeah, clothes I don't think I have. Because I even tried to take you shopping for a nice t-shirt and a jumper or something, and you, you just weren't keen. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've got a Jack Wolfskin jacket, which it's not very luxury, but it was, it was very, very expensive. Um, I'd, I'd still say, I mean, I'd still say that's pretty basic, if I'm honest, compared to what you can get in London. No, I, yeah, okay, I get that, but it, it was expensive. I don't know, I just see, I just don't see the point. And anyway, now I've got three kids, and I'd much rather them have the experiences. Um, so we, I don't know, we don't dress them in luxury goods, there's no point, because in three months' time, they'll be growing out of them. Um, yeah, because, yeah, you know, you talked about like that, that six pounds earlier, about the whole charity aspect. You know, it's like, if, I, if I'm spending it on myself, then does that mean that, or my my kid doesn't get you know something else. Probably not. That's probably not the case necessarily. But certainly, if you're spending a lot of money already and you you don't have that much of a disposable income, you know you, you're probably just not going to go as far, right? And every parent's going to go through that where they just won't spend something because they know it's either better off in the long term for their kid, or they can go off and do something with their kid rather than yeah. a five hundred pound jacket. I mean, there's definitely like getting the latest iPhone is a luxury, and I'm very grateful to have the ability to do that but there's there's a guilt to it and there's like that money could be going somewhere else or that money could be spent on something else but i think it's not like i do it often it's been four and a half years since i upgraded my phone i can't remember the last time i, I bought or spent that that money on something so i feel okay with it because i don't do it often and it makes me oh, feel i'm good. okay i'm okay with that kind of stuff neil like when it comes to when it whenever it comes to an item that you use every single day, I'd rather spend fifty to one hundred percent more on it if I can if I can afford it, because it's it's like cost per wear, right? Cost per yeah. use. If if you if you buy something and you use it once, that's when it's been a waste of money. You know, like the coffee machine that I think Laura got a tax rebate. I think after during COVID or whatever it was, and the coffee machine I think was like a sage. Uh, barista pro thing I say it like I don't know what it is I've researched it for months uh, <laughs> but it was it was expensive it was, like, it was a few hundred quid you know it was not cheap and that was that was a little luxury item but we we literally use that coffee machine every single day since we bought it and it's maybe a year and a half two years old and that like that's a good investment I think yeah, yeah. because I've used it every day we've got a lot of pleasure from it the same thing with like my phone so the phone obviously I buy it through my business my laptop I'll spend like this this laptop I'm filming on now is a top end spec MacBook Pro which cost again cost a lot of money but if it means that I'm fundamentally going to like repay that very quickly if I can edit things faster I get more pleasure on it because I use it every day yeah like that's that's always been something for me I even said that with Laura like I I used to get quite annoyed because she'd buy like H&M all the time and Zara and all that kind of thing this is way off the decision making thing but H&M and Zara and all that kind of stuff I was like, I'd rather spend quite considerably or quite a bit more on an item that you'll keep for ten years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for I guess, sure. for sure. I guess my, I guess that wasn't necessarily just ha- after having kids, but there's part of that is as well where I'd, I'd rather just get things that I know I'm going to use rather than ah, this is just for like one off or whatever else. It's now it's definitely something that I'm going to use on a very regular basis. Unless, Neil, you decide to show your phone to your little boys or Isla and they uh, drop it the first day you get it. That would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, Apple have come out with an advert, actually, saying it's okay to drop this new iPhone because it's apparently meant to be the strongest iPhone they've ever made in their, in their life. So we'll see. Well, well, let's not test that, Neil. I think that would be uh, that would be foolish. But I am looking forward to the, the cameras. They look, they're looking pretty sick. It is. Like, I've got the 13 Pro Maxi Jobby, and uh, it's fantastic. I, I, I love it. I think it's great. Um, 
But I, I usually go through like like same as you, three every three years or every four years or whatever else. I'll, I'll buy another phone. Um, yeah, I'm not so keen on upgrading all the time. Just doesn't make sense, does it? Yeah, this is totally off topic. But the reason I kind of went down that route is I do a lot of outdoorsy stuff in mountains, no phone signal, and this phone's got satellite emergency services. Very good. Look at you, Neil. Just in case you pass out, you know, like you have done previously, you know. Just but this time it was at home, so be all right. Oh yeah. If you go way back onto our uh, our podcast stuff, episode nine or something. Is is there any any other kind of decisions you can think of top of your head before we close off the podcast today that that kind of changed since uh, since having kids, like the way that you've thought about things or made decisions on things. The silence says us tells us that Neil's uh, Neil's thing. You can actually hear his brain. <laughs> uh, I don't. I know we've covered things like cars. Um, like I mean, alcohol. Alcohol is probably the biggest one at the end to, to end this podcast. Is where it's just not worth it. Like looking after kids hungover. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, back in the day, I could just carry on, just keep going, keep drinking. Who cares? Doesn't matter. I'll be hungover the next day. But now, I don't think, I can't think of a day that I've been hungover or particularly like rough, like really rough when I've had Olivia. I don't think I've had one. I've had one where, or one or two where I've had a few drinks and I haven't slept very well and I'm a bit tired, but it's not, it's not like, you know, back in the day hungover when you're like, I can't even get out of the house. Yeah. I mean, I've been out on a few stag do's and come back and it's always the day you come back, you're just like you're a stag do and. My, yeah, I didn't have kids in my stag, but your stag do had the boys and Isla. Yeah, that was a good stag do. <laughs> anyway, on that note, Riverside has has worked, Gordon. Got a full episode. Unbelievable, right? So if anyone wants to invest in Riverside shares, then, you know, by all means, crack <laughs> on. Um, but no, we've, we have survived, Neil. And I'll let, since, I, since I introduced it in such a happy-go-lucky manner, uh, why don't we let you close it out? Um, I think you should keep your hair. If anyone thinks we should keep Neil's hair as it is, uh, check it out on YouTube and let us know if we it think needs a cut. Should... Nah, keep growing it out. See how long it goes, Neil. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to episode number 40. As Gordon got excited at the start, there's 40, 40 weeks we've been doing this, which is awesome. You can find us on Instagram, which is not updated that much. You can find us on all your podcasting platforms. Apple and Spotify seem to be the top. And on YouTube. So our YouTube views seem to be climbing up slowly, which is interesting. Um, Incredible titles come up by me, I think. You know, the YouTube master. Yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hope you have, we're filming this on a Thursday. gets released on a, on a Monday. So hope you have a great week. Enjoy it. And see you in episode 41. Can't wait, Neil. See you all then to the two and a half listeners. Peace. <laughs>